cuff? Yeah, we're going to do this off the cuff. So any of you other undecided followers out there want to join us? I'm it, Tina. This is David of the Undecided Podcast. Uh, uh, this is our first go at this, obviously. We, uh, we, uh, yeah, so don't judge. Yeah, so there's a lot of ums and ahs and dead, dead, dead air. And I'll apologize now for my dogs barking in the background. And... And uh, the construction work in the background. And so that's like a fairly common occurrence in like early podcasting. You know, there's like a next door neighbor doing lawn work, or <laughs> a drill, a jackhammer, or something. You know, I feel like every podcaster has had that happen at some point. Um, and we're actually waiting also for a food delivery. Food, uh, yeah, takeout, which I don't know. This thing that we're recording, I don't know if it allows you to. Pause, right? Oh, look, it says you can record up to 30 minutes. So we'll actually record a, a little test podcast here in the next 30 minutes while we're waiting for our food. But, um, so uh, what do you got for me today? Okay, so today we are going to talk about animal lovers. Oh, okay. you mean me? Sure, kind of <laughs> like you, but like more so. Oh, crazy animal yeah, people? Yeah. So is it any animal or is it cats? It dogs? Is, what is I it? mean, uh it's love between yourself and a non human animal. Okay. Right? So like love and affection or whatever, you know. Okay. You know that can be between love can be between yourself and anything really, I suppose, right? You know, your tolerance enough, I'm sure, you know. Yeah. So um so we're going to talk about, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about one person in particular and then kind of just like broaden it out from there, you know? Uh, so this is, uh, there was a documentary about this like a couple years ago. It was called Zoo. It, it was about, um, there was this guy, right? And I wrote it down. His, in Gig Harbor, Washington, he was a Boeing engineer. His name was Kenneth Pinion. Okay. All right, but he was known as Mr. Hams, right? And uh, so, uh, what he became most known for, or like the reason, like we know who he is, is because he was a, a zoophile, I guess how you would say it, right? He was like, uh, they call themselves being zoo, like they say, I'm a zoo or whatever. And oh, people, okay. people have sex with animals, right? Oh my gosh, I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> One night, uh, him and two of the two buddies, right, two like-minded uh, horse enthusiasts, right, and uh, they uh, they're at uh, is is Kenneth Pinion and a guy named James Michael Tate, right, and the third person who is unnamed, right, for some reason got off lucky, like really when you think about it, when you find out what happens, uh, it to his great luck right because the internet doesn't forget anything all right his name isn't, isn't out there uh, so him and james michael tate and this third person are at james's at tate's place right and they're they're there because they arrange like a meet and greet which you'll find out is what they call it like a little meet and greet you know, for right? with just with other people or just other other like-minded okay. you know animal lovers right <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so, uh, so they meet up at, at Tate's place to have a to have sex with the horse that they've had sex with prior, right? Like this is like a regular, like yo, let's go. And I, the horse. Okay, I keep forgetting we're not on video, so my mouth is completely <laughs> dropped. The, the horse has a name. I can't remember, but I think it's. Oh my gosh! They named they, the, they, who well, owns the horse. I mean, people name their horses, right? Whether right. whether you but fuck who, it or not, who you're named naming the horse. You know, <laughs> whose horse is it? Is it's it one J of the? It's James Michael Tate's horse, right? Okay. So they, they meet up to like because they record themselves fucking the horse, or rather, the horse fucking them, right? Because it's more of a fucking horse situation than a horse fucking situation. Oh, right? okay. So, yeah, <laughs> so. Uh, but for whatever reason, this particular night, like the horse was uh, unenthusiastic, wasn't feeling. Oh, I wonder why. Wasn't feeling like in a participating <laughs> mood, you know. Yeah, the horse had this a headache. This is animal abuse. The oh horse, my god. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. okay. It might not, who knows, right? You okay. Know, some people would say it's not abuse, right? It's love, right? So uh, the, the horse isn't feeling it, right? So uh, James luckily knows. Uh, like a, uh, has like a fallback, right? Like, well, I know a farm that he's like, yo, don't worry, guys. You know, I know a farm <laughs> we can go to. I know a horse, you know, uh, that we can go. So they go to this to this farm. Uh, I wrote the address down because that is available, like on the internet. Oh my gosh! But, seriously. Uh, but apparently, this farm was regularly frequented by people with these interests like, and the a, people that own the farm know this from what i from what i understand the, the the farm owners were not in in the know they weren't aware that ah. this was happening, right but evidently this was like a famous horse like it was like in the among the animal in lovers. the community right in the community this was, uh, i wrote the name down it was like big big dick it was the horse, name of the horse was big dick oh right my God. So that's what they named it. Not, <laughs> not very clever. No, 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 not at all. So they, uh, so they go over to, to, to this farm. They jump the fence, right? This Piper property, and uh, so Tate goes first, right? So like he, I guess is is his idea. I guess you know, so he gets to go first because you know the you know the primo horse <laughs> fucking location or whatever. So he goes first and Kenneth uh, records him, right? And then, so once once James Michael Tate uh, gets his fill or whatever, literally, I would guess, right? Oh, uh, great <laughs> visual. So once he's done, right, uh, he, he it's, it's Kenneth, Kenny gets to go next, he gets he gets to go sloppy seconds with the horse, right? It's just gross. It's gross enough that you're fucking a horse and you get sloppy seconds. I can't even that. imagine how those two, how the, uh, yeah, how so, the horse <laughs> fits in with the human. I can just can't. So, I didn't see the video, like, but it is out there. And, but from what I understand from, from people, from what I read, reading, haven't read a description of the video, it's more of a audio thing than a visual thing. You just see the horse is bucking and doing something. Oh, but you don't see the person. You don't see the person. Okay. You, just, you just hear the what sounds like a guy like lifting a couch or something. You know? 
Not screaming, heavy, moving, <laughs> bloody murder. Uh, yeah, moving a heavy oak bookcase or something. You know. <laughs> so, uh, so, so like the the horse is fucking Kenny, and like I guess at some point the horse like bucks or something. It's startled. I don't know. Uh, that, but he, uh, but in any, in any case, the horse bucks and he like tears a hole through his cold. Oh, no, no. Of, yeah, through his, and like, apparently like this is from what I, from what I read, from what I understand it, like this is one of those things that like, it hurts probably in the, at, in the beginning, but like the, as, as if you tear open, apparently it, it tore the, the stomach lining or whatever, like in all this like stomach acid and horse semen into his abdominal cavity. Oh my right? god. But this happened over the course of some time, right? Oh, like, not just from this not, one. I, they, okay. I think from what I understand, and maybe I got it wrong, I think they left the farm. And like with and like Kenny wasn't looking good, right? Like you know, Oh, okay. You know, because So they didn't know right away. Right, because like, okay. James Michael Tate was glowing, right? Like, you know, <laughs> from the, like you do after sex, right? When you're feeling great. And James and Kenny looked not Always post coital, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like I guess he was sitting, and I saw a documentary, and the documentary they had like a reenactor, like they had like reenactor, and the guy is like really sweating, he's just like uh, looking pale and stuff, you know, because the horse just fucked a hole in him, and he <laughs> literally. literally. So he, uh, so they, uh, they eventually they're like they get him to they, they take him to the hospital. And uh, they drop him off there, and they they uh, I think they left. They, yeah, they they drop him off like you hear people do at the ER, and they they turn around and leave him there. And by the time they got oh, Kenneth, so they don't stay with them. They don't stay with them, right? Because they don't want to be out. It. They don't want to be. You're on your own, bro. Yes, and we don't. Want Good luck explaining this one. There's no loyalty amongst horse fuckers, you know. <laughs> So uh, he, uh, so fucking, uh, so they, his buddies leave him there. You know, fucking can't trust anybody. So they, but by the time they get Kenneth into an examination room, he is, he's a goner. He's dead. He's dead. He died. It's like, you're not surviving that. You know, like you, all that shit leaked out into your thing. Oh. Yes, you know. Oh. So from, from what I, from what I get, uh, from what I read, they, uh, they so the so the they knew why he was there i think at some point they must have realized they had like some sort of something i mean because he wasn't coherent he i mean or he was coherent when he got there he probably told them no well i think they just dumped his body in the in the in in the emergency room like they just literally walked him in and walked out and they got him he i mean i mean that's what i'm figuring yeah so the staff got him, and by the time he got him into a room to like check vitals or whatever, he was gone. I need yeah. to know the conversation that happens amongst the medical staff and the doctor when they I mean, found out how this happened. Were they interviewed in the documentary? I don't. No, know. no, no. Like okay. the, the documentary was weird because like we're laughing about it. The documentary at no point like it's very like sympathetic and well, like, yeah, I, we're laughing because it's like outrageous. It is outrageous like it's hard to imagine that 
that somebody goes to that extent well because they is it a is it a fetish or is it really animal lovers is it just horses did they people really find each other is like the blows my mind about that kind of thing was like because later so did the two guys have a relationship together no i think they that's the thing i think they just I wish I recall. I don't think the documentary states okay. how they knew each other. And in fact, I don't have it written down how they came to know each other or whatever. Maybe through the internet or whatever. They have like. Yeah. And in the early, in the early internet days, it was like a more wild west. You know, I feel like people got away with more on the internet back then. Uh, but um, yeah, so they. They, uh, so he dies. He dies. They track them. He dies, and they track with his driver's license. We were tracked down like his friends and family and stuff. And apparently, within his like little circle, like this was a known thing that he did. He would exchange like tapes and DVDs of him doing this. This is like a thing that he did, right? So. Uh, they narrow it down. They figure out there's James Michael Tate or whatever, and they and his whatever. So they go to they go to uh, the, the authorities go to his farm, and on this farm they find. Um, let me see. They find like I don't know. I wrote it down, but they find like a fuckload of DVDs and like tapes and of them like fucking animals oh. of like each other doing things horses and stuff like that and apparently one of the i forgot who i think it was james michael tate was like horses he had other people's people's horses on his farm like i believe or recall correctly he so like people i feel weird about having like my horse there with some fucking yeah you know uh wow and uh james michael tate he later he later moved after this whole kenneth thing he later moved to Tennessee where he got like a job on a farm, right? <laughs> and this is why I tell this is why I tell you that these people find each other, right? Because this farm was owned by a guy named uh, Kenny Thomason. And uh, and I guess like on October 9th in 2009, someone by the name of Christy Morris was arrested and charged with animal cruelty. And related to this like case, this investigation, someone was sent an anonymous email to investigators, and they uh, it was a picture of a man having sex with a horse on Thomason's farm, right? So they they go to the farm or whatever, they ask questions, and uh, James Michael Tate and Thomas both admitted to having sex with a stud on the farm over a span of several months and James Michael Tate pleaded guilty in court and oh wow this thing so uh yeah like and after this whole scandal with 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 old Kenny uh because prior to this uh there is no law there was no law against bestiality in Washington it's not like because because oh this is in Washington state yeah so like the 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 because it was looked at as like, well, they didn't hurt the horse. It's not, <laughs> it's not abuse. How do they know that the horse it's can't not talk? It's not, it's not abuse, right? So they're like, it is. A, it is. A, okay, we'll talk about but, that. But he, so the, after this whole thing with Kenneth, they they made it a classy felony 
uh, it's punishable by up to five years in prison and a ten thousand dollar fine. So like depending on how badly like right. you know, but thanks to Kenneth, if you were in the state of Washington and were in the mood for horses in that way. <laughs> You're out of luck now. If you, you know? just wanted to yeah. happen upon learning about bestiality and maybe you might like it or want to get into it. Not in Washington, Washington <laughs> State, you can. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. There was this great there was this great quote I found. It says, The only intimacy that separates the proud horse owner from the perverse horse fucker is the act of sex. Wow. Yeah, so, but, wow. but, but so once I, you know, like I was looking at the bestiality thing, like I got to thinking about how common it is, like bestiality, right? So I started, well, there's a word for it. So, like, <laughs> by the way, my Google, they, they totally got me flagged now. <laughs> at Google. I Google, this guy, what's going on with David? He's, he's looking at all this weird shit now. He's you need to go to the library and use yeah, a library the, computer. So uh, <laughs> apparently, okay. So I looked it up, and according to the Kinsey report, between public written between like 1948 and 1953, it suggested that 8% of males and 4% of females had at least one uh, sexual experience with animal, right? Uh, so this is between 1948 and 1953. Okay. That was like, you know. So not and, a large population. No, it's not and like so a huge. If you got lonely and you live on a farm, I mean, but, but, but eight uh, percent of males is still of a fuckload of people, right? It is. It is. Well, where is the where? What is that in the United States? Or I think the Kinsey report was like it was like a national study, wasn't it? If I recall, it was a movie on it. So oh, okay. Uh, and it was usually transitory when no other sexual outlet was available. I guess you know. Wow. Sometimes you got cabin fever, you look out, you know. That she's looking hot. The cow is looking great. Suddenly she offers more than milk, you know. (laughs) Oh my God. So, uh, so, but then there was more reason. I wonder if we could find somebody to interview. No, that's my dream would be because I have other fetishes that I'm going to cover. I plan to cover down the line. And I would love to. So is this going to be the undecided podcast about fetishes? No, <laughs> I like. I'm interested in other I think... things. <laughs> we'll change it up every month. Yeah, we'll figure something out. This so... month, February fetish. No, no trigger warning for the next one. <laughs> so uh, there was a more recent study uh, that said in gay percentages that I couldn't quite figure out. But it said uh, most recent studies have found that most men, ninety-one percent, have sex with animals because of attraction, seventy-five for love or affection, and fifty-seven because they're accepting, accepting or easy to please. And only seven percent said it was due to being shy to have sex with humans. Oh no! Yeah. Wow. Uh, then there was a there was a study by someone named Andrea Andrea Beats. She said a thirty a study of thirty two zoophiles, I guess what they're called, but they call themselves zoo. Right. Because if I if I were coming out to you, I'd be like, I'm a zoo. I'm a zoo or whatever. You know. I love fucking Shetland ponies or some shit. That's my <laughs> well, that's my cute. main that's my main that's my that's what gets me 
Diamonds is fucking honest. <laughs> Uh, so but these dudes had no preference. It was no, just any, any, oh, worse any, off any, the farm. Guys are like that with women, right? Anyone that walks, <laughs> any girl that walks by, any, any horse will do. You know, they, you know. I guess. Oh my god! You, you guys, you have to. I guess you would have to ask a horse enthusiast, a horse lover. Yeah, a horse is a horse, of course, of course. But yeah, you can't so, ask those horses. It said at a study. Although you could assume that that horse probably bucked because he was like, I'm fucking tired of this but shit. No, but get on, get on. I, don't I don't know. Do I mean, I feel like the horse, I, and by the way, I think they, I, in the documentary, they end up gelding the horse after. Oh. That's, so I thought that sucks because the, well, it's not the horse's fault. Yeah. The horse. Why does he have to suffer? Well, and he already suffered a, a lot already. I mean, okay. I mean, I'm 99% sure that the horse was enjoying what it was doing. No. Why? Why Why Just, are you 99%? I mean, like, f- from a physiological, like, there's pleasure. I feel like we're going to get to that because I'm going to tell you some gross, about some gross internet forums I found on my Okay. going to call the FBI or something. But fucking, I, uh, so anyway. The uh, a study of thirty two zoo files uh, found that some started getting aroused. Some started into this whole thing, zoo world, zoo world, by getting aroused watching animals mating on television. Oh, and others, okay. be- others began touching their. They should not have subscriptions <laughs> to National Geographic. You can't stop it. Freedom. <laughs> Others began by touching their dog's genitals out of curiosity. And they would no. see it and be like, oh, what's that? Let me in. They would tap it or whatever. That old red rocket. Uh, so, okay. So then one night, that was it. Uh, that was like about bestiality in very general terms, right? From, uh, I guess you could say from an academic stance, right? You okay. Know? But then I started Googling to see... Because some of these studies, some of these websites mentioned like they have people arranged with like sex parties with dogs, right? Oh no! Which is, I guess, like, like imagine in my okay, in my head, I picture like a swing, like a swingers meetup <laughs> with like a Labrador in the mix. Oh you my know? god! Like, no. So sex parties with dogs. Okay, is there a name for this? Do they? No, I just put sex parties with sex parties with dogs colon, which is funny because our colon is involved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says heterosexual couples meet privately for sex parties. Generally, the men are passive and they watch their wives and or girlfriend have sex with a dog. So imagine like four or five guys watching four or five women like Rasping around the conversation pit, you know, with you know a Labrador and a Doberman. Or something. Oh, I can't. Pick, get that okay. in your head. Picture I can't that because as, I have dogs as, vivid, and then... as vividly as possible. Okay, of, I'll try. I'll a lot try. of thrusting. So. Uh, oh my gosh. And these are these people at zoos distinguish themselves from what they call zoo sadists. Okay. Because they do not consider what they're doing with their dogs 
to be abuse. It's all love. It's all love, man. You know, that's all it is. All it is. <laughs> no, no. That's all it is, bro. It's selfish love. It says, look, so I, I was looking through uh, on the internet and there was one who, there was this guy, I guess he goes like Black Wolf, right? And uh, he said, uh, he, it says here, he's a, a passionate moral. Apparently, by the way, when you look up bestiality and um, animal brothels, that's a thing. A oh. lot of a lot of things related to the to the great country of Germany <laughs> comes up for some reason. Brothels, animal animal brothels, bestiality in Germany go hand in hand. Oh no! In hand. So uh, Black Wolf is a moral twenty-two-year-old Berlin Berlin zoophile who is disgust disgusted disgusted by sex parties and considers. Uh, some people unworthy of zoophilia. Oh. Uh, he says, to him, it is nothing but animal abuse in the service of crude satisfaction. Uh, he, uh, he runs a, a zoophile forum on the internet and belongs, to, and belongs to Zuring, a small group of website administrators who adhere to strict animal protection principles. He said, oh, this is, I, I copied this. This is why I copied this. Look, he said, Black Wolf First noticed why a zoophilic noticed his zoophilic tendencies at the age of six. What? He was growing up in the country and became irreversibly attached to his grandmother's golden retriever, Sina. <laughs> he remembers his sexual awakening happening with his dog, with this dog. Like every child of that age, I was curious and looked at what she had. She liked it and made signs that I only understood later. He first had sex with Cena at age 12. Then the story becomes traumatic. In the same year, we moved, and I had to leave Cena behind. I missed her terribly and saved money to go back and visit. By the time I had enough, I was two years older. When I got there, I was told Cena had died two weeks after I left. Oh. Uh, the news destroyed my life. She had started to refuse food and banged her head against walls until she finally died. After that, my life went downhill. I failed at school and broke off my first traineeship. For four years, I couldn't get out of my head that she had died because I had left. Then I decided to look for other zoophiles on the internet. Now, Black Wolf runs the largest internet zoophile forum in Germany. Uh, it is hard to understand that his intensely romantic sensibility is common to all those he associates with, but his own intense sincerity demands respect. He rates a relationship with an animal as exactly equal to one between two humans. No. The chemistry between me and the animal has to be right. It has to be love. His definition of such a relationship is simple and honest. My partner and I should get along with each other and have some interest. We should be able to live together and be able to get along after arguments. We should be able to solve our problems together and we should have common goals. But how are all these uh, things possible with an animal? Is what the, the writer asks. Yeah. You, know, you can't, you know, the dog, the animal can't be like. No, it can't, it can't consent. It can't say, I mean, so this guy's thinking that the, the dog refused to eat and was banging his head against the wall because he missed him. Yeah. Maybe it's because he drove him crazy. That's true. I mean, he got it in his that's head not it love. I mean, that's he's looking at it. That's one. That's his side of it. So it's, it's selfish to do 
something like that with he's like he fancies himself like fucking Helen of Troy like he just came back and you know oh my gosh yeah there's no way you can say that an animal is enjoying that or that they missed you or that they loved you and that's what they were doing in return and that it's mutual there's no there's no way well he says black wolf sees truths with yoga like there's an OG zoophile, like a fundamentalist zoophile. Uh, he says, my dog and I understand each other without a common language. My dog always tells the truth because unlike humans, she's never learned to lie. We live together perfectly. My dog has made herself 100% depending on me without me forcing it. I wonder why. I always want the best for my dog. And if you know your dog well, you, all, you know she always wants the best for her master. Okay, that's just sick as fuck. That's so selfish and and disgusting. And he, this guy has convinced him, or anybody that does this, convinced themselves that the, the animal is a part of, of, of what they think is a relationship. And it's not. They're, you're, Fucking your dog. You're, yeah. You've you forced a dog to do something and then you feed it. Of course, it's going to keep coming back to you. Like you provided a home. And anyway, you're never going to look at these fucking people at the dog park no. the same again. Which one of these fuckers is fucking their cocker spaniel? Oh, God. So uh, there was. Um, it's 45, right? 30. Oh, 30. Okay. So uh, I guess since we're coming, I, I guess the platform only records for 30, so we're going to come up on the, we're at 30 seconds, so. Yeah, you're going to have to follow us for episode two. Episode two, I'll cover uh, the general tips and guidelines for meetup safety. <laughs> uh, if you're oh, I that, can't wait. If you're into that sort of thing, and we'll cover that in part two uh, for, uh, you know, forums that I found on the internet. So for the Undecided <laughs> Podcast, this is David. And Tina. So bye-bye. Ciao.